As Michigan's most powerful and influential voice for business, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce stands ready to serve you. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com to learn more now. I'm Kerry Jr. II, and as you can hear, I'm topping off the gas tank in my car. What you can't hear is the fact that I'm glaring at the meter on the pump, watching the price climb as gas flows into my tank. I'm waiting anxiously, anticipating the click of the pump. And the moment it clicks, I look at the number and recognize the reality of what $4.39 a gallon feels like to my wallet. Nearby, people are going through those same motions and having their own feelings about the crazy high prices we're seeing as of late. They're among the highest in decades when adjusted for inflation. They're horrible. They're Uh disgusting. I just bought me a bike and that's how I'll be getting around, okay? What began as a price hike following the economic decline triggered by the pandemic has worsened with the war in Eastern Europe. Russia is one of the world's biggest oil suppliers. On this episode, we take to the streets, or more specifically, the pumps, and speak with financial columnist Susan Tompour. We cover whether all those blaming President Joe Biden are right, and just how bad this could get for your day-to-day and your vacation plans. If I don't have to go, I don't go. Okay. I drive to work, I drive home. That's that. Going with the flow, man. What we gonna do? We'll also get into what you can do to save some green on gas. I'm your host, and you're listening to On The Line. Hi, I'm Susan Tompour. I'm a personal finance columnist at the Detroit Free Press. I write about all sorts of issues relating to your money, including sometimes gas taxes and gas um, gas prices. Get right on into it. I mean, yes, thank you, Susan, for coming to talk to us. I know we enjoyed having you last time when we talked about uh, price increases on food. But now, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about gas. As someone who's watching these prices go up, what is it like for you getting gas for you and your family? Well, I have a rule. I don't buy gas. Uh, my husband buys it. <laughs> so there's my rule. And he's, but he's a very uh, person who does pay attention and uh, he's always paid attention very well. Now I'm paying a lot more attention, you know. Uh, so we did add these apps to our phones. We are looking at Gas Buddy, we are looking at Gas Guru to kind of get a range. We're watching it both for work and our, for our own personal consumption. And frankly, I'm also probably not going to take as many um, trips on, you know, just to get out of the house. But I, I don't sense that we're going to give up uh, taking a trip, you know. And one of the reasons I don't buy gas is my husband is so focused on one and two cents. I'll say, well, I got it at this price. And he'll go, oh, I can get it for two cents cheaper. Well, okay, fine. Then you get it. <laughs> If he's he's got a skin in the game. He's like, nah, 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 nah. nah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure we get the best deal here. You're like, oh no, yeah. I'm like two cents, three cents to me is not. 
you know, that's not a deal breaker. I think a deal breaker is 10, 15 cents, um, uh, 20 cents. Those are some of the things that you really don't want to get stuck on. Mm, Absolutely. I was driving around. I just passed the marathon just south of 94 and we're in the Midtown area uh, going north. 439. The regular gas is 439. I've seen, you know, prices at $4, 4 $4.40. How did we get here? You know, it, we've had quite a sticker shock in the past two weeks or so. Uh, first, we saw a big boom in our economy, in our U.S. economy, a rebound, perhaps more quickly than maybe some people imagined since that depth of the pandemic two years ago. The average price was two sixty one a gallon as of January 9th, 2020, before that coronavirus panic hit. So you go from 261 down to about as low as 141. That's two years ago. Nobody's driving, right? But as we came back, you know, in the recovery hit, we were looking at gas that jumped to about 320 a gallon in March of 2021. This is locally. So just that's just a year ago, we had the vaccines, things were starting to rebound. Now we're having, a, I guess, a third wave, if you will, uh, sort of based on that uh, invasion. You know, Russia is such a big producer that um, when you're threatening a supply chain like that, um, that's what's going to happen. Prices are going to go up. Now uh, it's shot up quite a bit, almost 80 cents a gallon in a very short time. And Gas Buddy indicates that there's a range of as low as $3.99 in our area to uh, $4.39. Could you actually explain a little bit more of that? Can you talk about why this war is impacting our prices? Well, uh, You know, Russia's oil doesn't end up here that much. Uh, It ends up mostly in Europe and Asia. But that doesn't matter because you're talking about commodity. You're talking about something that's priced on global markets. So the problem is that Russia is one of the world's biggest oil suppliers. It just happens to be in Europe and Asia. Two things happened with Russia. One, U.S. sanctions were not put on Russian oil as the spike was beginning. Um, But... There was a de facto shutdown of Russia. The banks, uh, the tankers, the companies that are involved in this, uh, they were not willing to uh, take Russian oil to export it. And then, of course, last week, President Biden did put official U.S. sanctions out there on the Russian oil. And, And the reason for that is I think the world is engaging in economic warfare with Russia uh, to to address this situation and to address the war zone in Ukraine. You're saying, you know, we don't get a lot of oil from Russia, but it is such a major player internationally. Could you explain where we get our oil from and how Russia being such a major player impacts our supply and and, and then our prices? Sure. We're getting more from Canada. We're getting it from the Persian Gulf. We're getting it from OPEC. And OPEC um, is the organization of the petroleum exporting countries. And Saudi Arabia is in the leader there. Um, So this is where we're getting a lot of our gas. Uh, Petroleum imports from Canada has increased significantly. And Canada is now the largest single source of U.S. uh, total petroleum and crude imports. What happens is if Europe and Asia are getting a good chunk of Russia's oil and it shuts down for Europe and Asia, Europe and Asia need to find another supplier. Um, It could be end up being some of the sources that we have. So 
because there's less supply and you've got two huge buyers that are going to need oil, that's what drives up prices um, with Europe and Asia being more dependent on Russian oil. People are blaming Joe Biden and saying that prices were never this high during former President Donald Trump's presidency. Is that true? And can we blame the president? Well, people are going to blame the president for anything they want in a highly politicized environment. Um, it was done, you know, during the Trump administration. It will be done during the Biden administration. I, I don't think it's uh, on the president, on President Biden at this point. I, I think uh, the situation in the Ukraine made things a lot worse. I think coming off of a pandemic uh, gave people a false sense, perhaps, at the bottom of gas prices. The one thing that people do bring up quite a bit, um, and there are different opinions on this one, but uh, the Keystone Pipeline effort is often brought up, um, you know, the president's activity in killing the Keystone Pipeline. Um, And some people argue that that is a false uh, narrative at this point, that activity does not impact uh, pricing today, that that would be down the line. How, how bad is it right now? Is Michigan seeing the worst of it? No, Michigan's not really seeing the worst of it. Um, but the average in the United States uh, as of March 15th, according to Gas Buddy, was 435 a gallon. And that compares with around an average of about 424 in Michigan. Anything above $4 a gallon is a is a very difficult factor on many families. One of the experts that I talked to and I thought this was really interesting, was about diesel gas prices. Um, You know, this is very important for food and transportation. When diesel shot up as much as it did, that's going to put more pressure on uh, food prices and other, other points of inflation down the line. And when you say diesel influences food prices, what exactly do you mean by that? Think about it this way. The trucks that are bringing food uh, or transporting goods are running on diesel. They're not running on uh, regular gas prices. And diesel has shot up quite a bit. And that is going to influence prices at the supermarket. Do we expect gas prices to go up more? In the next two, three months, they might go up because of demand. Um, I think that's what one of the experts told me. You know, they might go up 10 cents, 20 cents Um in certain areas. I think that's what we're looking at in the future, but it can be hard to predict. After the break, when prices might drop, also Detroiters shared the price of high prices in the Motor City and what you can do to save a buck or two. As Michigan's leading statewide business advocacy organization, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce is on the job every day standing up for job providers in the legislative, political, and legal arenas. We are the unified voice of thousands of members who employ over one million Michiganders. We work with trade associations and local chambers of commerce of every size and kind in all 83 counties of the state. We know business in Michigan. Learn more today about how we can protect, connect, and strengthen your business. Whether that's advocating on your behalf at the Capitol, helping meet your informational training and networking needs, or boosting your bottom line visibility and voice, we're on the job for you. Make my chamber your chamber. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com, to learn more now. 
And we're back talking with Free Press financial columnist Susan Tompor about the gas prices taking a toll on our wallets and lifestyles. Uh, it's pretty well known that uh, our region has a inefficient transportation system or a limited transportation system and that we mostly rely on cars. Can you can you speak to what the impact of these prices are for us specifically? You know, I think it's going to be interesting because, of course, people are going to try to cut back on their driving. I think if you're on a limited budget, uh, you may try to cut back a little bit. Federal Reserve, Reserve makes this distinction that people in a higher income bracket or people in a uh, well-off um, middle income bracket often can absorb some of these price shocks and particularly with gas prices, they may have more access uh, to stop spending. So maybe they don't uh, stop for a, a bagel in the morning. But when people are in a lower income bracket, every dollar matters. That's why they're raising interest rates and trying to tackle inflation. And uh, the oil price hike has been a huge part of driving inflation. I mean, there's all sorts of issues that face people who are on very stretched budgets. And of course, they are paying more money for food right now, too. So uh, high gas prices aren't the only part of their budget that's being hit. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point, Susan. Any thoughts on how this could affect people's travel plans? I mean, it's getting warmer outside. This is just me speculating, but will people want to go on vacation? You know, how much will they want to do that? The economists I'm talking to right now are saying, you know, people do have money from their tax refunds. People are looking at higher wages. We're almost at full employment. So, you know, to a certain degree, I expect travel to be strong. Again, though, I think if you're planning anything, you have to figure, okay, what happens if I if gas is at $5 a gallon? You have to sort of plan that into your budget and if you're driving. I remember when gas prices were a bit higher before, this is before I was driving, though, um, uh, I, I believe it was the end of the 2000s decade. You could probably peg this better for me. But when gas prices were up to almost $5 a gallon and my mom would be like, oh, yeah, they're about the price of a hot and ready now. And I don't remember. I don't know how much hot and ready are now because I imagine they may have gone up. But at that time, they were $5. And I was like, wow, that's that was like the benchmark for high gas prices. So I hope they don't get to hot and ready prices. I'll tell you that right now. That's for sure. That was 2008. That was the financial crisis. Um, and that is what they usually uh, talk about when they talk about the record prices. They go back a little bit to 2008. Um, yeah, so we haven't really seen that. But, you know, people still have traveled then, too. So it just depends on a family's income, where they want to go, um, what they want to do. I spoke with some folks uh, at gas stations about like, how they were feeling just to get a sense of what they were, you know, what they were dealing with. So you, you're already concerned with the gas prices being high. Has it changed uh, your behavior as a consumer? Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I really do. I plan out my trips. Like, I'm not going too far right about now because I'm not going to waste my money on that. What are your impressions about gas prices right now? Uh, it's crazy. It used to cost me like $40. It's like 70 now. Whoa. And obviously, people want to know when the prices are coming down. So, like, when is this going to end? When is it going to go down? When will they see some relief from this. And so I just pose that to you. When can we expect to see these numbers go down and, and what would that look like? What has to happen in order for those prices to come down? I think the demand is still there. Um, so I don't think the by the market forces will be driving it down. Perhaps with, uh, you know, maybe uh, the war, you know, did come to an end at some point that would open up you know, the Russian market, that could have some help there. But I don't see it going to $3 a gallon. 
at least that's not what people are thinking. There is talk on many levels uh, for cutting the gas tax. We had a little bit of hope there. Um, The GOP-led Michigan legislature actually fast-tracked a gas tax holiday bill, and that would have stopped collecting uh, $0.27 a gallon on the state taxes for those state gasoline taxes uh, for six months. But Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signaled early on that this was a prime uh, veto candidate. It's also important to note that Whitmer's press secretary has indicated that the bill wouldn't have even caused that holiday to take place until next year at the earliest. And more could be done down the line, of course, if negotiations take place. But we really don't know what's next. Uh, There's talk about cutting back on the federal gas tax. That's 18 cents a gallon. But then it gets complicated because the people who don't want to cut gas taxes say there's a loss of state revenue. And some argue the suppliers will just raise some prices more and not pass it along. Much savings. I think we're going to see it for a while. Things have pulled back a little bit. Um, At the end of the year, though, they think that things might be down. The gas prices might be down. Uh, at least that's what some of the forecasters are saying. We talking 20 cents, 40 cents? Yeah, that's to... about what I, I'm guessing here. <laughs> okay. I'm guesstimating. But I think if right. you're thinking that prices are going to fall back down, I think maybe 20, 30 cents, 40 cents maybe. Uh, certainly not 80 cents. Um, I just don't see that. But I could be wrong. All right. Has it affected you know how you spend money? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have to like constantly consider how much money it's going to be to get gas. And outside of gas, anything else? Uh, well, yeah. Like I'm like I guess I'm just like spending less money. I'm going out to eat less. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After this. Let, let the people know, man. How much, how much you about to pay for gas? Sixty-eight dollars today. Sixty-eight fifty-seven. That's yeah. That's a lot. Wow. That's crazy. I'm going to let you go ahead. Um, uh, have a good day. Thank you so much for talking with course, me. Of course, yeah. Good I appreciate your podcast. It. Thank you so much. Travel safe. Thanks. What can people do to deal with this? How do we handle the, the prices? I think it's, it's important to pay attention to pricing. A lot of times people really don't pay attention to gas prices um, and they don't shop around. It's kind of surprising. I grew up with a family that did shop around. Um, my family shops around. We try to figure out where are good places that... Um, you know, and we sort of pay attention to that. But you want to realize that sometimes even in your own neighborhood, that can be a 30 cent, 25 cent, 40 cent difference in some of these prices. And while that might not seem like a lot, over time, this is like hundreds of dollars if you're saving 40 cents a gallon and opting for the lowest price. You can drive less when possible, you know, bike, walk. It's not a bad idea. Bundle trips and errands. Um, you also can check out some of these apps like Gas Buddy or Gas Guru. Uh, AAA has an app you can download for free and look at some of the lower prices. The thing you don't want to do is just simply put more gas on your credit card if you're not going to be able to pay it off because credit card rates are going to be going up over the next year. Some people join these warehouse clubs that typically have lower prices for gas, but again, longer lines. Some shoppers, uh, supermarket shoppers, like at Spartan stores, Kroger and Myers, uh, do go for these gas points, and you can pay attention there too. You know, to see what works up works best for you. You know, every little bit helps. It's on the fringes here. Well, the warehouse clubs you mean are like Sam's Club, Costco, those Sam's Club, Costco, BJ's Warehouse. All of those uh, have pretty good prices. Um, 
I, I went but long and lines, priced, yeah, like you said. But long lines. <laughs> I, I went and priced one a couple of weekends ago, and they were all in the same range in mm. uh, the Madison Heights area. Uh, somebody reminded me that the Kroger fuel points uh, can be used at Shell stations, uh, different locations, you know, not just Kroger, but uh, so you, you know, you can pay attention to some of the rules there and see how that might work for you. One thing that I did not know is that the fuel points you get from Kroger expire the month after you earn them. It is. That's you. You do have to pay attention to those rules. Yes. And they will expire. So I had a Kroger Plus card for gas, particularly. And I'm thinking I'm racking up like two years worth of points for <laughs> gas. And then I had a, a roommate tell me like, actually, <laughs> you actually don't have any points <laughs> because they expire after a month. And I was like, well, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, you really have to pay attention to the calendar then too. Some of these things get a little crazy, frankly, but you know, it becomes like a game, but it's not always a game. I mean, if it, if you figure out a way that works for you and doesn't drive you, you know, batty in the, in the process, not a bad idea. Well, thank you for giving us all the information about what's going on here and, and what we need to focus on when it comes to gas prices, Susan. We appreciate you. And thank you for coming again on the podcast to talk to us. And thank you, Carrie. It's been wonderful. And hopefully people will, you know, realize that this is here to stay and we need to put it in our budgets. I got to give a shout out and big thank you to Sabrina Brown, Nathan Gallagher, Dana Lloyd, and Mary Williams for talking to a stranger who had a mic in his hand at the gas station. We really appreciate it. This episode was produced by me and Darcy Moran with help from Tad Davis. Anjanette Delgado and Marianne Struman are our executive producers and Peter Batia is our editor. The music for the show was called Fort Trumbull and was produced by DJ Lost Boy. Thanks for listening. And if you like the show, leave a rating and subscribe. Please share it with your friends, your family. And don't forget to come back next week and check us out.